0: Welcome to Roll for Friendship. This is a podcast about friendship and sometimes dragons. I almost forgot for a second there.
1: (laughs) It's been too long.
2: We've had a low dragon hit rate.
0: Well, I think I almost went with this podcast about friendship and sometimes brothers because I was just thinking about, I don't know, brothers. Can
1: brothers not be friends? Is that what you're implying there?
0: Uh, Sometimes good brothers become good friends. (laughs) Neighbors. (laughs) 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 it's a reference to an australian tv show um i feel like
2: wait that song isn't australian though is it the song was first no there's a song well that's referencing the song and i'm pretty sure the song is it predates the show does it john john you can be the the computer whiz guy that's looking it up for me
1: no look it's only coming up as neighbor's theme song Uh, ah okay I thought it might have been like the Friends theme song.
0: I don't think there's much that predates Neighbours.
2: Pretty much anyone who is anyone in acting in, in Australia has been on some form
1: of Neighbours.
0: I mean, we've all been on Neighbours, haven't we? Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was originally recorded by Barry Crocker, so that that does he's got international appeal. I feel. Like.
0: I don't know who that is, but hang on, no,
1: I need to
2: solve this. for you. Isn't Neighbours UK? Wasn't Neighbours, like, they had a Ramsey Street, right? I'm not crazy. There's there's a version that's in... It's an Australian
1: television soap opera. Yeah, but there's, an, there's a UK version. All right, doesn't matter. It does not matter. Anyway, uh, this is a podcast. We're doing a Neighbours-based RPG today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Twist. Um, yeah, that would be hard for all of us. Yes. Like, we just have to remember as much Neighbours as we can. I don't think I've s- seen a single episode of Neighbours. I've seen yeah I've, a not insignificant amount of Home and Away because uh, I had a yeah those two blend into one. I think love it.
1: Home and Away is the one where all of the like famous Australian.
0: Uh, anyway, we should talk about what we're actually doing. We are doing yet again um, one of our very self-indulgent behind the roles. So we, I mean, you would know that you clicked on the episode. I don't know why I'm telling you that. But anyway, we are doing a sort of debrief of our season, uh, answering some listener questions, answering some questions from each other. We found this helpful last time. Well, I did. I don't know about you guys, but I found it helpful in sort of thinking about the next season and thinking about what went well and what didn't. Uh, So we thought we would do a bit of a debrief. So let's just start with what happened this season. What do you guys remember? (laughs)
1: yeah that's a good question
0: it's been a little bit i it's funny because i can tell you what book i was reading at the time of a beginning of a season based on where the season began
2: probably the same for me with like tv shows in terms of my uh my character actions i guess i mean like i try and I don't try and emulate characters from TV shows, but I do tend to watch more TV shows with levity and characters that are a bit more happy-go-lucky.
0: You mostly just watch Lord of the Rings, and that influences Frank.
2: We did watch that, but like the new TV show, but we haven't watched a lot of it.
0: I was reading Scott Lynch's Gentleman Bastard sequence, role-planning the beginning of season two, and that heavily inspired... The entirety of season two you guys don't know what that is uh but it's a fantastic book series with all, it's like about this group of thieves and there's also a book that takes place on the ship like on a sort of a pirate ship which that was what i was reading when we began
2: we were watching one piece Oh, At you. the start of the season, there yeah, you. we we got through all of the Netflix available series. Which actually now is there's a new season that came out, which we're just waiting for the for the you know English dubs, as you'd know, Jim. Being
0: a, being, a, being an, an avid
2: avatar. anime watcher,
0: yeah, I just called anime Avatar, so that's <laughs> being uh, an avid
1: cons- avid anime Hathaway watcher. <laughs> I was not consuming any pirate based media, so just want that on. <laughs>
0: Like, let's just throw out what we remember and try and piece the story together because it started with you both heading off on ships. Um, Jesse mm-hmm. to Frank to marry a princess, and Hatchet was busy being a pirate with a job to,
1: of like the a ship. bond slave kind of situation, I think. Yeah, it's never super clarified, but yeah, because Benner and Hatchet got shipwrecked and presumably picked up, and then that's right, What kind of just. Doing that to survive.
0: Uh, and in the middle of a ship battle between you guys, the
1: saints turned up. And we like lucky killed one. <laughs> 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 we killed one of Jim's big bads in episode one.
0: Yeah. I was re-listening to it today to like get in the headspace for recording this. And I was just so shocked at the time. You just,
1: <laughs> I just rolled so good. And it was just like, this is the logical thing to happen.
0: I just hadn't looked into what abilities a fighter had. So I just had no grid for the fact that you could just take away the magic sword.
1: Yeah, I guess that was a new thing in this season was just the, um, the fighter aspect, which was fun. It was nice to like feel like that was like a development of Hatchet's character while also yeah. like keeping the gameplay a bit fresh. Um yeah.
2: yeah, it was good to be able to like actually win some fights as well. Cause I feel like any fight season in season one, if you listen back until we got to the big fight, it was really like we weren't very good at fighting. I don't know. Like we fought I think we only really fought a couple times. We fought the magic blobs that like eat magic. I don't think we were very effective at fighting, so it was a good like
1: Well, I think I think when I was like pure ranger there was just fewer tools at my disposal. Like, it's just like, if it's your round in combat, kind of the only thing you can do is shoot an arrow or whip your lash or something like that. And that was kind of the extent of my involvement. But it's, it's nice to kind of have a bit more of like responsive play.
0: Yeah, it certainly mm-hmm. made me feel like I could throw more at you guys in terms of combat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys did that. You got the magic knife. <laughs> um, anti-magic knife, I guess. You... Killed one of the saints. You met the god Zagoras, uh, who would give you your fate Spinner powers. Chips all went down. We did down. the side
1: quest in there. Well, you guys did the side quest in there.
0: Yeah, that was after you guys made it to Caldone, I think.
1: No, that played out before then. I'm looking at the episode list now. Okay. We released those before we went to the barbecue place. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so we we played Blades in the Dark. How did you find Blades in the Dark, Jesse? Uh,
1: which episode are you referring to?
2: Blades in the Dark was the side quest for... Oh, as in um, uh, the two robbers.
0: Mm-hmm. Vic and Cobb.
2: I found it a bit of a punishing like system, but I'm used to quest, and I'm not the tabletop player of the three of us by far. Yeah, um, If anyone's the tabletop player, it's you guys um, and... I I just have always enjoyed playing games, but not necessarily tabletop specific. Yeah. So, uh, it was fairly punishing, I felt. But other than that, it was fun. Like, the theme's fun. And it was inspiring for, like, um, I don't know. I felt like there was a lot of music uh, that maybe came out of it because of, like, the way that I felt about Caldone. Not necessarily for that episode, but, like, I figured out how I wanted it to sound because of those episodes.
0: Yeah. I think it gave us room to do a lot of Caldone world building. Like I think yeah, that was
2: probably the funnest part.
0: <laughs> certainly fleshed out Caldone um, more than we have locations in the past.
1: And it was fun yet chaotic to be able to do uh, <laughs> an episode where we were all in.
2: Oh yeah, uh, playing two people was definitely very hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, flipping back and forth between the two um, systems was. <laughs> It was madness. I don't know why I did that other than I thought it would be fun. You did it twice.
2: (laughs) Two different systems. Didn't we do that in the heist as well? You hybridized the systems?
0: Uh, No, that was our own system. (laughs) Um, But we'll we'll talk about that in a moment. Yeah, so we had the side quest. You guys went to a barbecue place. Did you actually go to the barbecue? No, you didn't go there.
1: I think we did. I remember talking about...
0: Oh, you um, mean the barbecue and foot massage? No, uh, I think you didn't go there. You went to um, the like a market type tavern situation. instead. because yeah. it was. We like went to a, a lot
2: of different places. That you- uh, I was just gonna say we went to a lot of different um, themed restaurants and things. There was pubs. Uh, there was the foot massage and barbecue place. There was KFC coming from caves. Um, and then there was also um, you know, in the off season, not not now, but there was also um. Very good food at the the garden party as well. Um, yep, had a good good lot of food in this season.
0: Slash, I mean, the tavern <laughs> that you went to instead of the barbecue place was significant. Like you met up with Miller there. Uh, you met uh, what was the name? I want to say Dirk Voltar Uh big the guy. Tavern owner. Yeah, kissed mm. his fists a bit.
1: <laughs> I do not remember his name.
0: I'm pretty sure that's what his name was. Um. And Hatchet threw down with him.
1: Yeah. And
0: won. Uh, Yeah. And you also discovered that he'd gone to um, Treasure Town and made it out. And then you went into Caldone. You, yeah, we had that nonsense with Vic and Cobb trying to steal the knife off you unsuccessfully.
1: (laughs) Was that you trying to get it off us? Like,
2: I don't know. Like, I actually don't know whether it mattered. Uh, whether we got it or not. I think we did make our best attempt, but also like because of the punishing method of of how blades it works and rolling in blades versus rolling in quest, I feel like we were destined to like come up against a, a pretty bad chance of not getting it.
0: I mean, in my head, Caldone is the sort of place that you roll into and you get rolled. Like so it made sense to me that people would try and rob you guys as soon as you went into the city. Um, hmm. So yes, it was a little bit me being like, I wonder if I can get this knife back off them. But also I didn't think it had much chance of working. And I wanted to set, there's a few threads that I wanted to set up um, with Vic and Cobb, which is part of why we put them living in the midnight tree. Um, and I was kind of hoping that Vic and Cobb might, come back for the finale like i was sort of hoping that you guys would be like oh we need to break into a palace do we know any thieves um right but you didn't and that was fine we're not
2: that clever jim
1: uh you need to state it out loud in front of us i think it was also hard for for jesse to conceive of calling in his own character yeah that's also true (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, I think what the podcast needs, guys, is more of me. But I think for us as people, we can like conceive of like that's a logistical challenge, like not just yeah. doing that getting Dan on and things like that.
0: Yeah, th- I think there was just a couple characters because I knew that we were building up to a heist. Uh, there there's a couple characters that I kind of threw in there being like these they might use this character.
1: You're doing an Avengers thing. you were like,
0: "Yeah, well like even Dirk Volta like I was kind of thinking that that might be like muscle for you guys. So, I was just leaving yeah. you some breadcrumbs if you wanted to make a crouton.
2: <laughs> a crew-ton. <laughs> 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 There's no saying that like we can't come across these characters again though. So, you know. They're all dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah
0: no. Everyone, all dead. They just cease to exist okay. as soon as we yeah. walk yeah.
2: out of the town. The one-shot existential crisis. I get it.
0: There was stuff going down as you guys left. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess just to wrap, like you got involved in a, you tried to get involved in the revolution that was kind of brewing against the Bandit King. Uh, that went poorly. You were framed uh, for a murder that you were there to commit. Um, <laughs> or oh, you
1: skipped over the ho- the holiday special, Jim?
0: Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys did, uh, because you brought so much heat down, you briefly skipped out of the city to kind of give things ch- a chance to cool down, uh, and we had special guest Abdul Aziz on the podcast. What was so that funny. experience like oh for you goodness.
2: guys? I listened back and I am always embarrassed because I was so starstruck. Yeah. I couldn't keep it together sometimes. I mean, it didn't help that before we'd even started to record, he was like, Hey, you guys want me to like read my character sheet? And then just made us laugh. <laughs> and we were like, how so did So then we he's like, oh, you weren't that? recording the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> I like couldn't uh, breathe. So- I was laughing.
1: That- like he did the best take of it off air, which was unfortunate. Yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah. Well, I-, I guess that probably would help to explain when you listen back to that podcast. If you listen to the first 10 seconds or 20 seconds of it when he's introducing his character, um, we're already laughing before we get into that. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, because you hadn't listened to any Spout Law, Jesse.
2: I actually binged it um, before we had the podcast. So okay. I think we, we talked about it in like November or October or something yeah. like that. And then um, so I listened to it for like a month straight and then we did it around December.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I have played once before with Abdul uh, and like we played The Quiet Year, Like that with Abdul and Jessica um, and... A friend from the Spout Law Discord, and uh, we had an absolute blast. But yeah, I was I was starstruck then as well the whole time, uh, and was just very nervous. But they were lovely to play with, and yeah, it was so kind of Abdul to come on and play with us. It was it was hilarious. It was I laughed and laughed so much I hurt.
1: Although I was surprised, I think a lot of our community. I, I thought there was heaps of crossover between our community and Spout Law. Um but I think when it came out, we. Because we teased it in the episode before, and I think on the Discord, people were like, "I didn't know who that was," <laughs> which wasn't a problem. It just was yeah. funny. I thought, I thought, like for sure, there's teasers going to be like, "Oh my goodness, this is like, I know what's coming," but um, the main response was just like, "I'm not sure who that is."
0: Well, I think there's um, there's some Spartlaw fans that occasionally listen to our podcast, or maybe do listen consistently. Uh, and then there's some Roll Friendship <laughs> fans that I guess have now heard of Abdul. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, obviously they have a larger audience, so it was very fun. Uh, and yeah, Abdul's hilarious. We're big fans. Apparently they had a um, time where their cast were talking, the cast of Spout Law, like they were doing a live stream or something, and someone asked uh, what was it like going on Roll for Friendship. Uh, <laughs> what? Really? Oh, did I not tell you that... Yeah, That's so, so funny. Jacks asked what it was like going on raw friendship, and I think <laughs> the comment that I remember, he said it was fun. He said he had a great time, uh, but the comment I remember was that uh, something along the lines of those guys are so Australian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So, what does that mean?
2: <laughs> um, I don't know how to. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. Yeah, killing Santa was uh, was very fun.
0: Um, yeah, then you went back to the city, met the revolution. John hooked up with some vigilantes. We actually did two takes at that episode. Yeah, we did. Did you want to talk to that at all, John?
1: Yeah, I think I think we just did um, a take of it. And I think I remember messaging Jim the next morning and just being like, I think we were all super low energy in that thing. And I think we listened back and we're like, this is not it. So yeah. that was a weird situation where like, we we don't typically like to do re-records and we like to do actual play, but it was a yeah. weird situation where we did a re-record of an episode, but we kind of knew where Jim was leading because we'd done a whole episode. So I don't know, like, I haven't been back and listened to that one to know. Like, Sorry, was that the introduction of, uh,
2: of like the species of, of the, yeah, but also the species of the herd? Like the, uh, yeah, the-
0: I think that we did introduce them at the end of the recording that we ditched. And mm-hmm. so then we introduced them again, obviously, when we did the re-record. Because we actually changed a lot when we re-recorded it. Like, yeah, you guys yeah. kind of knew what we were hoping to hit. But we did do everything pretty different. We got through that.
1: it quicker the second time around, I think, because we had a better idea of what, like, where you were headed with it. Yeah. I think in the first one, from memory, Frank and Hatchet split up. Hatchet went to um, basically look for help. I, I don't know if he's had a tip about some sort of vigilante, but basically went and got himself no, implicated. You, maybe that's the way we did it the second time. He went to like
0: a market.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because, but basically, like, tried to get mugged, yeah. which I think is maybe the same thing we did the second time. But yeah, but it just, was
0: a different location, and there was some yeah, stuff yeah. that I kind of spri- some threads that I sprinkled in that I didn't bring back in when we did it the second time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's probably yeah. There was the a whole like time
1: city of tents and things like that that we didn't yeah. d- that we didn't ref- reference a second time around.
0: Yeah, and there was like a party happening in the city of tents that was like right. out of control yeah, yeah. and. Yeah.
1: Yes, and that's how we kind of ended it because it was going to be a bit of cover to
0: get out. But yeah, yeah, I, I think that's the third time we've ditched an episode. Third. Yeah, there was one. I mean,
2: you can technically count the uh, the Brindlewood Bay as a we ditched
0: that episode because it no, was a full uh, year. It was, but we, <laughs> we there since was released it. one in season one where um we ditched an episode because I think it was a similar thing. Like I think a couple of us were sick or had kids not sleeping and we just were like that didn't really work. And then we did two cracks at Slug Blaster, which was just oh, because yeah, true. we did the first one. Uh, and I think I'm a little bit not used to playing with four people. I think was part of the issue for me.
1: Yeah, but we just we got stuck on setup, I think.
0: Yeah. And we just did a lot of world building and like fun stuff if we were doing a campaign. Yeah. So yeah. We oh you had this that Hatchet had that whole thing at the palace where he was um, seeing in the shadow.
1: Yeah, true dimension. Which we'd never really got huge amount of answers for, well, but then his eye went away.
0: Yep, but there was like a significant moment that happened at the end of that, and I don't want to tell it because I don't want to give anything away. Uh, right. <laughs> what happened? Well, we what saw were, a lot of ghosts.
2: I saw Rayleth in the castle. Yeah, and and Miller and a few other people who we would have thought to be alive right and by the implication of seeing their ghost or like some sort of weird shadow form we assume that there's something happening to miller and something happened to raylith and what well, we know what happened to raylith really we think we know and then
0: who else was it uh you saw jamie from jamie. Christmas episode? right
2: yeah which we were convinced that he would die um that was something that Hatchet said from the very beginning. Yeah, we yep. bas- I basically moved through the
1: castle and recognized a few people. But that's all I can really recall. And
0: then you got to the like throne room where the Fate Lord presumably had been uh, and everyone was gone and there was some blood. Like quite a lot of blood. Mm. But no one else and Rayloth was stunned. Frank had a bit of an emo moment after being framed. I mean, I think all of
2: Frank's... Uh, Behavior has been pretty explainable for his age, maybe.
0: Yeah, I I just think Frank is melodramatic, and I like that about Frank.
2: Yeah, I think he's 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 he is or he was his age when he aged up. I think he's sort of become a little bit more my age, and hopefully we see some of that this season coming. But uh, previously, uh, yeah, he's. I
1: don't think we've ever discussed it, but I like the idea that maybe that made. Frank a bit of a pariah in Town because Moundtown is known for their neutral rationality, which we established way back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just like that idea that like maybe that was one of the reasons that they decided to move on was just like Frank didn't didn't really vibe with it personality wise. Yeah. I love that. Cause he's, he's like, you know, exuberant and flamboyant. And he feels and, his feelings.
0: And, yeah. And
1: he's upfront about how he feels.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that Frank doesn't fit in a lot of places. I think that's probably the, the like, the wanderer or, like, the. Um, well, I think particularly Mount Like, like yes,
1: yeah. because that's culturally how we've established it to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like
1: people are generally pretty cold and calculating and rational.
0: I do want to ask you something about that, Jesse. So let, let's just quickly finish. The recap, because it's taken us 27 minutes. Uh,
2: (laughs) I can't even see where our time is. Ah, top right. Yep.
0: I mean, we've been talking about specific things as we've gone, so it's worked. But um, yeah, you guys then sort of met the herd. You aged up, Frank, in trying to save someone that you couldn't save. Uh, And then you guys killed some saints. Uh, And then with the help of the Grey Fox... Your vigilante friend, you guys went into the palace. I think those were sort of the... Oh, and you rescued Benna. You got the map and we ended the season with you guys appearing back where we started the show at Mischief Mountain. Did I miss anything significant? I don't think no, so. I
2: think, yeah, I think it's good.
0: Jesse, Frank obviously had that bit of an interesting time emotionally through the season. Um, what do you think that that might look like as we move into season three?
2: I... I think that uh, Frank's just uh, compassionate and, you know, uh, wants to be a good person. He's a compassionate person. Uh, and I think that this season won't, he won't stop doing that. Um, I think, if anything, he'll try and, you know, do it more effectively instead of what's happened in the past. Yeah. Um, maybe even through the season. Like, I don't know if we're having a time gap or what we're doing, but maybe, you know, from this point, his motivations might be to train better to be better. Yeah. Uh, whether we have a time gap or not, I don't really know. But, um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, cool. I don't think we will have a time gap because we're in Mischief Mountain.
2: Well, I, like, I, I'm not ruling out the fact that Mischief Mountain does something to time or that, like, mm. we get put out, out somewhere else or... I don't really know what
0: Jim's we plans are. We might speak are. a bit about season three at the end. Uh, so, John, Hatchet uh, had... I mean, there was a potential maybe romantic interest for Hatchet. How do you think Hatchet's feeling towards Gray Fox? Is there a potential romantic?
1: Um, I don't know that we have particularly played it that way.
0: But it was just entirely headcanon for the GM, is what you're saying.
1: Possibly, I I, I think it's hard with that stuff because if, if it were to happen, you would want it to be narratively satisfying and not just like, yeah, there's an available human here, <laughs> you know, yeah, we're just gonna yeah. make that happen, um, yeah. yeah, like um, so,
2: you know, in in like. Um, all the TV shows that have just random pairings and then they just randomly put in a sex scene or something. Yeah,
0: pointless romance. I think that we still have some threads to explore with Gray Fox. Like you guys, like you know that her fate has shifted but you don't know what, uh, which...
2: Well, we pulled her into the portal, right? So it's safe to assume that she's also gone to Magic Mountain.
0: Yeah, but... Previously, every time you guys have seen a fate shift, it's been pretty instantaneous.
2: Yeah. And negative. Uh, mostly negative. Yeah. The only positive shift that we've done is the queen, uh, sorry, the king getting married to um, mayor of that town. And that was positive mostly for the mayor.
0: Yeah, that's right. Gorak. Gorak. Wow. I'm impressed I pulled that.
2: Except when she died, didn't she? <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't particularly... Um, do that shift. That was uh, our parents. No. That was Raylith. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. And then Raylith got killed by our parents.
0: Yeah, that's right. So, we had some questions sent in and then if you guys have any questions, we'll do that. So, what has been the hardest part about running or playing in an ongoing campaign like this? So, playing, obviously, for you and running for me.
1: The hardest part is probably just logistics. Like, real life. Yeah, <laughs> scheduling. Logistics. Like, we've got jobs and um, yeah, and doing the stuff and um, like obviously is a bit of a passion project for us. We don't particularly make any money. We don't make any money. <laughs> particularly. particularly, we've never
0: made it dollar.
1: <laughs> we, we in fact put money into it because we want to, because we you know we get yeah. art done and things like that. So I think it's extremely unlikely that, that it would ever turn to a thing that made money. So I think it, you
2: know, yeah. It, somebody asked me that the other day. There were someone was talking about. Um, like tabletop game playing, and and I was like, Oh, I've got a tabletop, like, i mean in a tabletop role playing uh, podcast. And they're like, Oh, how long? And I was like, Oh, you know, almost three years. And then they're like, Crazy. Oh, so how much money have you made off of it? And I'm like, It's not really, it's not really <laughs> about know. that. But, uh, because if it was about that, I think that it would be like something completely different. Like, I don't know if we would have as much fun or anything like that.
0: I think we would have had to have structured everything different.
2: Yeah, and yeah. I feel like also it would just be bad conversations between friends about stuff that doesn't need to be like, you know, I try and put as much hard work into it myself with music as I know that you guys do with the writing and editing and like publishing it, mm. and uh, but if there was had they have to had to be like a specific hourly breakdown, I feel like it would really mess things up. Yeah,
1: and yeah, I think if we ever got to monetization, I'd want to do that in a good way as well. Like I don't want to sell you Manscaped or Squarespace or whatever <laughs> it might be or me undies. Um, I
2: find the cheapest razors and I put them to my face and it causes me <laughs> mild physical harm. <laughs> I, I'm not qualified to sell you anything shaving related.
0: That said, if you head to audible.com... Uh, <laughs> Into the this is okay. a bit
1: that Jim used to do on a, a podcast we used to have. He you know, would just do fake ads for Audible.
0: <laughs> I just I do use Audible a lot. Anyway, I use Audible um, as well. And, yeah. What for you has been the hardest part of uh, recording an ongoing show like this, Jesse? Um,
2: probably as John said, the time commitment or the the like, more trying to get time together. Mm um probably the other part was moving halfway through it as well uh well i think we were launching our penultimate and ultimate episodes just as i was about to move That's and right. at the same time as well weirdly my keyboard stopped recording uh, midi as well so i had to actually physically input the last i reckon it was three or four songs um i had to actually key them in manually instead of play them but I think that like in that and I focus on the music aspect because I feel like that's something I can focus on better Yeah, but uh, in that I feel like having the limitation was also a little bit like interesting and freeing and and getting into a new mode of Mm -hmm. like putting music together Um, because then it was viewing the scale as a spectrum and not like a uh, when you get into habits playing certain keys you you just get into habits Um, but I obviously didn't have any habits to go from because i was keying them in physically so um yeah. i feel like but that, that's not really podcast related i know but um I that mean, was probably one of my bigger challenges podcast. was was all of that um stuff was moving and and doing that sort of stuff during yeah. podcast
0: times it's real yeah toddlers are the biggest challenge of oh yeah the that too podcast um, yeah that's <laughs>
2: ongoing for everyone all the time though yeah, i don't have like a toddler a mid- anymore so yeah, have- oh, is Does he say that he's not a toddler anymore? He's not. A kid, he's is he? like a kid. Yeah, I suppose Ari is too. Um, well,
0: I have a toddler, so <laughs> yeah.
2: That's probably one. Actually, she interrupted. I think
0: two podcasts uh, before.
2: <laughs> probably another a little struggle.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've all had our kids interrupt the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's going to be a different challenge because the logistics that's a challenge they like editing it's work but also like as john said this is a passion project like it's it's a joy to do cuz it means i get to hang out with two of my favorite people in the world like um it's always a thing i really look forward to cuz i get to hang out with you guys and that makes my day every time and also like when we hear from listeners that are enjoying what we're doing uh, like hmm. when we hear that, like the brother aspect of it is impacting to people, like that's that's really cool. Um, but I think the biggest challenge for me is that, in terms of doing an ongoing thing, uh, is there's just so many different systems out there, and I want to try them all. <laughs> like, that, and we're like three seasons into a
1: quest game that we're kind of we're slightly locked into quest.
0: Yeah, uh, and like I enjoy Quest, there's things I love about Quest and but more than that I'm invested in the story because there's things that I dislike about Quest, but also it feels like we're a bit tied to that system at this point.
1: Yeah, I think we're just starting to hit the walls of like running into what Quest has to offer in terms of like that lack of progression. I feel like if you're doing a long-term campaign story thing you kind of lose that progression, almost power fantasy aspect that you get in like a D and D or something like that, where like if you've been playing for years in a D and D game, like it's really noticeable because of you know all the stuff you've accumulated or you know skills that you now have, and the the yeah. story changes to necessitate that you know it has to get grander and whatever. And obviously, there's like a there's like a power um, creep there, um, but the quest is missing a bit of that sometimes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I would agree. I, and that's actually one of the questions was what's our favorite and least favorite thing about quest. So i yeah, I think yeah. it sounds like for you, John, it's the lack of progression. Like you can get more items and you can get more abilities, but that's about it. What about yeah, for you, uh, Jesse? Oh, sorry, John.
1: I think some of that stuff, I don't know. I, I think if it's na- narratively gratifying, I think some of that stuff doesn't matter too much. Like, Yeah. So I think that's what we try and aim for is like because the other thing is like it's a podcast. It's not about me having a satisfying experience as a player necessarily. Like the fact that I'm like I've got this thing that I want to do with Hatchet, like probably doesn't particularly matter. Um, So we have to like Mm. keep in mind that we're not just playing for our own sake. We're playing and recording. I think that changes the way you play a little bit.
0: Yeah, we're not just trying to see big numbers. Yeah on the dice. I mean
2: to be fair there's there's some part of uh like playing your own motivations which then are sometimes like listener's motivations like if there's ever like a satisfying end to an arc for both you and like as a character playing the role but also as the listener I think like it works both ways. I think it's important to play the character the way you want to play it because then otherwise people will listen to you and go oh i don't think john should have done that i think you know that hatchet would have done this and i think john misplayed hatchet's character or something but like as so long as you're following what you think your motivations are for hatchet that's better than any you know you know your character best i think
0: Mm. do you have a least favorite aspect of quest jesse and then i guess we should talk the positive um so let's talk least favorite quickly
2: yeah i think battle uh was my least favorite and still probably is but i think we kind of came at it a little bit stronger this time because we did a little bit more battling this season than we did last but i think we did better and the battling is more satisfying having someone who's quite adept at it but also um having some creative solutions with being a wizard
0: yeah yeah i I mean i think this unfortunately speaks to my jamming but I find combat the most boring part of every game that I've ever played with anyone. <laughs> like, it's just not to me. It's just not the most interesting aspect of um, tabletop role playing games. But also, it is a thing that narratively makes sense and that
1: yeah, I think you couldn't avoid, awesome it avoid it entirely. The most
0: fun bit. Sorry, I
1: think you couldn't avoid it entirely.
0: Yeah, and I don't think we would ever want to. I just like I like it when we do it. The other bits that we do around combat is always the bits that I enjoy more, like the world building and stuff. Yep. And I think that I like that quest fights feel faster than something like D uh, anD. d th- And that's probably my favorite mechanic is that everyone has like ten health. Um, yeah. So that just makes like fights and stuff are pretty quick. Um, and it's, I just um, like
2: 6, 10 and fifty, isn't it?
0: Uh, something like that. But it just means things move quick. And I like that Quest gives us lots of room for world building. Um, Yeah. I, I don't know. My least favorite thing about Quest is probably similar to you, John. Just like it doesn't feel like there's a lot of progression stuff built in and playing things like Slugbuster and Blades in the Dark, uh, I feel like has really highlighted that. They both have sort of those downtime mechanics where there's quite a lot in terms of player progression that happens there. And we we do all our pre- player progression narratively, which is fine, but yeah, it'd be good if there was something in the system beyond just abilities and items. Mm. Who's been your favorite quest NPC this season? And why was it Zero, is what Zero asked.
1: <laughs> Zero didn't make this season, unfortunately. No. Still a soft spot for Zero.
2: Well, I one day driving home from work, I, I th- was thinking about what would be a cool character and so i have to be a (laughs) self-fulfilling yeah um answer but uh i think my favorite characters and character was the herd i think that um like i it just was interesting to me i was trying to make it more high fantasy trying to go in the more direction and i i I wanted to have a character that was like just a group of of animals put together that became one animal i thought that would be a weird thing to do um yeah and I, think I it started with the bees, and I thought that would be funny to have a person made of bees.
0: Yeah. Um, it certainly led it to one of our like I don't know, most emotional moments of the season. Like I feel like in season one we had that moment um where you guys kind of came out of the university and we as the players all realised like the implications of uh it being gone and that being the timeline and how that meant that Zero was dead, and that was kind of like a bit of a moment for us. But It felt like this season that moment of you trying to um, heal the badges and failing at that was that was really surprising because in quests you pretty much never fail, so yeah, that that was surprising and I felt like it produced this really narratively rich and emotional moment. So yeah, that was a fun aspect of those NPCs.
2: Yeah, I think uh, it was probably. Another, I mean, yeah, probably pretty convenient that it was um, Gwendolyn as well. You seem to always tie their parents back into the story. But um, yeah, I think it's plenty of
0: emotions came up there because of that. What about for you, John? Favorite NBC this season?
1: Um, I always have a fondness for Muppet when he shows up, just because I think it's just yeah. so funny that he's so still so looped in with the whole thing. Like he just can't avoid us.
2: What, uh, what happened at the end of the season with Muppet? Are we going to see Muppet again?
0: Yeah, because Muppet was readying your getaway plans to get you out of the city, and then, and then we you guys went there. into a magic map instead.
1: So we might just be presumed dead, depending on what's happening in the city. Because if the city is like in chaos and the you know the the revolt is happening, he might just be like, "It's not happening. Let's well, just bail." But
2: yeah, or maybe he saw the castle get swallowed up by a magic eater and, um,
1: you know, got wise. Oh yeah, that. I would think that we would have given him some sort of explicit instruction of like, if it's, you know, assume it's broken bad by this point, if we don't return, then just go, get out of the city. Do you think that he would have some, um, like,
2: way of, of connecting with the beast because of the tongue? Do you think he'd have any sort of like,
1: do you think there's some sort of uh, like... It's the same one. <laughs> I th- I would have thought so. I think it's like a type of thing, right? Not a. Oh,
2: so there's just they're just kind of like the sandworms from June. There's just a bunch of them under the ground all the time. I
0: yeah. can't answer these questions.
2: That's okay. We're just uh, theory crafting. Them. I know,
0: but I I have answers. I can't <laughs> say them.
1: Uh, as for another NPC, I think um, I kind of liked Theodora this season. I think she was a little less like intense and harsh, and you know, I think- yeah. Yeah. There was there was some nice moments.
2: I, I actually went back and checked um, the first podcast we had Theodora pop up in, um, and her description. I don't know if anyone remembers that.
0: Wasn't she short and bald?
2: Yeah, yeah. is it Tilda Swinton? This whole time I'd been imagining a sweet old lady. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's true. But I didn't think I about mean, the fact that she sweet was completely bit bald. Is not
0: true. But did we no, re-
1: reference She's Tilda Swinton from Doctor Strange at the time?
2: I think so. Yeah, I don't know. It's just um, funny because Tilda Swinton entered our unit. Yeah, then moment. we He's had in one the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it's happened more than once. Um, we've said something, and then it gets referenced by somebody else who <laughs> has come in. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think I I really like Theodora. Um, I did really enjoy Dirk Voltar. That was a fun character to play. I do have a soft spot for Grey Fox.
2: I think we were all watching Wednesday
0: at the time. That's why we called her Jenna. And. <laughs> I quite enjoyed... I vaguely recall Captain Cad being quite a fun character in the moments that he survived before he died.
1: (laughs) He was a very brief character. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was just a a critical role on a magical Did he get shot right away? he got shot. Not right away. He'd been in an episode or two, but yeah. Right. Last questions, um, because... we got more questions than we can get to. Uh, I'm going to speed run some questions. Was there a point at which the finale would have been run with modified blades rules given the heist vibes? Uh, No, we're always planning on doing that with the system that John and I are building. It's just taking a long time. Um, But we are doing a quest meets Blades in the Dark sort of hybrid. Powered by quest, but
1: doing one. mm, That feels so committal. like.
0: I have put a significant amount of work into it already. Um, but also there's been a lot of life stuff that's come up. So hoping yeah, to get we'd like at to some point. would like to just expand
1: Quest to do some more of that stuff. Like maybe yeah. like patch some of, like both patch some of the things that we don't particularly like about Quest, but also introduce running a more Blade-style game. Um, yeah. Yeah. In a Quest setting. Because we do like that quests are so simple and easy to pick up. But...
0: Yeah, love that, and I like that it tends towards success. When should we expect the Rufio is always with us mugs and my other badger is horse size bumper stickers to arrive?
2: Aforementioned <laughs> <Apple> mentioned money. <laughs> when we're talking about not making money from this podcast, I don't know if that would ever like be a thing that we could. I I'm not against it. I think I'm just thinking about like, would that be like net positive or net negative or just like equal? And
0: in any case, there's,
1: there's ways of doing it where we don't have to like get them all printed and then try and sell them.
0: But yeah, I'd be into it and I'd be into just funneling the money straight into some artwork um, for, yeah, for yeah. next season or whatever. Cause that's been um, the most expensive element, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: I don't know if we'll get art done again for next season, but I'm, wasn't it just keep yeah. using the season two art and I'll do it, I'll redo the coloring or something,
0: yeah? Yeah, so because I think it'd be cool to have a um, what we've talked about is a hold my badger shirt,
1: yeah? Because we, we talked about a few merch concepts, but
0: yeah,
2: yeah, I think a horse size badger would be a great um, just contextless set of
0: words to put on a t shirt,
1: a bumper sticker that says my other ride is horse, a horse
0: size <laughs> badger <laughs> that. That was, I think, the actual suggestion in the question, yeah. My, oh, <laughs> no, great. it's my other badger is horse-sized, but yeah, I, I like my other is
1: It's a badger sticker for your badger. Oh,
0: yeah. uh, my horse-sized badger is an honor student, would also be... Or a- um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my family, and it's, a, it's two people it's on just, a badger.
0: Yeah, you've got
2: people, and then there's literally like a horse-sized... In comparison, yeah,
1: I love well, it. People
2: for scale, horse size badger.
1: Yeah, I'm. i into the merch idea. I think we just like. I if we did something, I'd want to do a good version of that thing, not just like some junky, like bad font on a tote bag, and we sell it for twenty dollars. Like, yeah,
2: yeah, and also like, uh, what country would we manufacture that in, and then what country would we ship from or to? As well, yeah.
0: I mean, I as... think the biggest holdup is just that none of the three of us draw. Um, so yeah, none of good artists. Yeah, yeah. So I,
2: I draw like a child. Uh, well, <laughs> do one of those. I've drawn a few. I've drawn a few things for the season, not for anything, but I've drawn a th- few things through the season about what we're doing, just to like picture it for myself. Yeah, but uh, never anything. Uh, but I'd be happy to show somebody.
0: And I was asked, was there any times that the story was derailed?
1: Yes, probably heaps. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, whenever That's we go into
1: to a you, conversation though, when, about
0: food. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Was there I,
1: any time we took it up a direction you weren't expecting?
0: Oh, yes. Like, I, I don't plan stacks. Like, I try and have sort of a thought in my head of what the end could look like. Uh, at least with this season, I was like, it would be cool to end with you guys um, doing something in the palace with a heist. Uh, So I sort of had that in my head from the beginning of the season. And then there was sort of some moments that I was like, it'd be fun if we could do that. Uh, Like the confrontation with Saint Wisdom in the sewers, um, that was kind of a scene that I had in my head at the start of the season, just like, it would be cool to do sort of a fight in sewers. Um, It's
2: very Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is... Well, Something we've always had as a reference point.
0: Yeah, definitely for Slug Blaster. But no, it was actually a reference to a scene, again, in the Scott Lynch books. Um, so, yeah, I, I typically just have sort of thoughts in my head of like things that would be fun if we could hit it. But I try and not plan a whole lot. Uh, so... Even with that, though, there has been times where I was like, oh, I'm going to drop some major knowledge here. Like, I'm about to give them some answers. I'm about to tell them everything. Uh, and, like, that was probably one of the moments. Like, I expected you guys to have a bit of a conversation with Saint Wisdom, not to just be like, let's fight, let's do this thing. Uh, like, <laughs> I thought maybe one of you would, like, have a conversation while the other person got into position or something. Thank <laughs> like- you. I think yeah. Benner
1: was bleeding out, so I think we were kind of like timers of the essence.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, you adequately conveyed both uh, this kind of the evilness of this person, because this person just mercilessly murdered a few people in front of us and has tortured someone that we love, and then we were just like, it's. It's a too much sunk cost for us to have a conversation. We just have to get rid
1: of this person
0: and potentially killed one of your parents as well. Actually, but um,
1: we—I mean—we yeah. also had no leverage in that situation.
0: Yeah, I, I totally, totally am I, not. I think you if we were to have a conversation,
1: we wouldn't like. In my mind, I was like, we're not going to get any information. We're going to give more than we get. Yeah, mm.
0: and and then think- there was
1: no guarantee that we we're going to kill her either.
0: That was a bit of feedback that you guys have given me is that often um, I introduce too much stakes when <laughs> I'm like, "Here's some stakes." You guys uh, sometimes experience it as I add too much stakes. So um, I don't think there was too
1: much stakes. I think it
0: was just uh, as in you had to act quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah.
2: On a side note, though, that scene was really fun for music it to was. play and make.
0: Yeah, the music was fun this season. You did well with that. Yeah, so I think that was the main bit where you guys derailed it. Uh, but also, you got the magic knife at the start of the season <laughs> that, and killed yeah, one of the that Saints was a straight m- away.
1: Macro derailing, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a lot planned with the Saints other than I was just like, this would be cool. Let's see what happens. Like, I didn't even have that character's abilities in mind when you killed them so
1: the tone landed kind of dark for the whole season right like as a result because we kind of had the saints <laughs> and then we had Caldone. yeah uh,
2: yeah i think that it had to be a bit darker but i guess that's what was good about the herd and gray fox and uh just generally the vibes around the other side of things uh, brought the people who i felt back. like Yeah, yeah, the people who I felt like we spent the most time with were the refreshing sort of breath of fresh air people um, who were bringing a little bit more levity
1: back to the
0: season. Yeah, so uh, any hopes for Season 3?
1: I think getting back to the whimsical kind of low fantasy vibes of Season 1 and 2, not not that Season 3 was bad, but I just think like to me that's a more fun vehicle to tell the kind of story that we're telling. And it just gives a bit more, um, a bit more scope to how we can improv. Like yeah. when, like if we're in a kind of low fantasy, high magic setting, like um, it, it, like we, we end up inventing crazy things that we can just be like, okay, we'll fold that into our world. Whereas I think if you're in a really kind of gritty, realistic, high fantasy town, it's kind of, you're you kind of on rails a little bit as to what you can do with that. And I know we had yeah. the tree and things like that, but yeah, yeah. I, I feel like maybe by the time we got to Caldone, as Hatchet and Frank, like a lot of the scope of what Caldone was and is was pretty established. So we didn't yeah. do a huge amount of world building there. So
0: That's true. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Jesse?
2: Yeah, I think that uh, I, I agree with John. I think maybe getting back to a more... Um, well I, yeah a bit more like a team against the world um but you know in a comedy type sense instead of like a i don't know yeah my answer's a bit scrambled but yeah basically i don't know i think that uh i think that frank and hatchet could make it back to the original um mainland they were on maybe that'd be fun <laughs> in my mind
0: yeah i mean
2: we haven't I- really explored the whole of the the they area. could well we, be there right now. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is it possible that they're there already with the, the new place? Because I think that uh Caldone is a little bit too dark for um for the tone almost. Maybe it can just be this place that's there, away from us now.
0: Yeah, so talk about but don't acknowledge that way. I I definitely want to like I agree with you guys. Like I I think our strongest episodes are where we are able to have more levity i guess uh but like i kind of wanted to explore a bit of a darker side darker place of the world to sort of establish that there is those places but i am looking forward to moving away from that i i can't say for certain that we will be back in felice but i want to be back having some more episodes that don't matter if that makes sense (laughs) like i I really enjoy our big moments. I enjoy our big emotional moments. Uh, and I think a lot of them land, but I, I do want to um, have some more episodes that don't matter as much as well as continue pulling on the threads and telling the story that we're telling because I'm invested in the story we're telling. But
1: it, And you yeah. can't like, it can't all be big hits like, yeah, because I think none of those moments would land if it, if there wasn't like yeah. that tension release kind of yeah. in the narrative. I think you've yeah. got to like, you've got to jab, 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 then right hook. Like you've got to, so I think some episodes are always going to be jabs in terms of the story. Like I'm sure you could go back in the catalog and pick out a few where it's like nothing particularly happened, but it pushed it forward and, you know. Yeah. The, the holiday episode stuff happened. Yeah. But. Yeah. Whenever oh. we're
2: celebrating something, I'm sure there's nothing really happening narr- narratively. Yeah. That, I that mean, holiday th- episode th- a flawless episode. Yeah. I mean, the, the spring fest one the summer fest one and the what do we call what do we call that super tuesday one um celebration thursday
0: yep celebration thursday
2: the celebration thursday episode as well all three of them were like in terms of storyline weren't really pushing anything forward but were very enjoyable to do
0: yeah but i think there were also some threads in all of them which yeah pay off in sort of the Heavier moments, so yeah. I'm. I've also I,
1: enjoyed the. Um. I've enjoyed the side quests. I think we. I think we've done one each season. I think that's a cool way of like showing an alternate viewpoint. Maybe trying out a new system, switching up GM. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Might be Jesse's turn, season three. I mean, it's hard yeah. to GM in that setting because yeah.
1: you know you've obviously like I don't want to break your universe, but. Mm. Um, so I think that was tricky in the season one one that we did yeah it was a Um, challenge
0: for me as well (laughs) yeah maybe
1: maybe we can do a quest
2: based one where I'll run it for you or a different based something needs to be an easy one because I'm not a good GM
0: (laughs) I mean I enjoyed the um, gunslinger episode
2: oh yeah yeah right I did do one yeah I did do one no it was
0: good fun so just in terms of season three Uh, I'm kind of thinking, and this may not be how it plays out, listeners, but at this point I'm kind of thinking we do the Mischief Mountain thing as sort of an epilogue for season two, and then we possibly will have a slight time jump, depending on how the epilogue lands, because I don't have a plan of how that resolves. I just want to resolve a thread. So, yeah, and we are hoping to play Bump in the Dark sometime soon, but we're probably, due to popular demand... (laughs) Um, we're probably going to revisit Brindlewood Bay soon.
1: Yeah, before we get back into the season.
0: I think so. I think we'll do one Brindlewood Bay and then head back into the season because people freaking loved Daisy and Doris.
1: (laughs) We (laughs) we recorded that so long ago.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I actually legitimately forgot all about it Uh, and then I listened back to it and I was like, wait a second, this was good. And then I think the reason why we originally didn't uh, go to release it was because of John's audio was not yeah. great, but um, it still worked out to be quite a strong it's not episode. Not that bad. No, nah, it's just a bit fuzzy. It's and fine. Honestly,
0: yeah. bad audio has never stopped us before, so I don't know why it did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just think that maybe we had we had a thought that it was too distracting, but it's, it's it was a long yeah, episode. It like fine. it was a
1: bit of a probably a bit of a punish of, of an edit. But, but
0: yes, that was the other reason. I was like, this audio quality sucks, and it's taking me forever to edit. Um, but then it was really worth it in the end because it ended up being a really fun episode anyway we should Mm. wrap thank you for listening to us ramble thank you for listening to us ramble on the regular and yeah we have a discord you can join it if you want to chat you don't have to no pressure you do you Uh, anything you guys want to say in closing
2: Uh, if you want to be my lover you got to get with my
1: friends Um, thanks for listening
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, until next time Stay questy. Ziggy, ziggy. Uh.